Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And a good morning to everybody out there in West Georgia. Welcome once again to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am happy to be here two days after Georgia winning its first national championship since 1980. I had Rob Frazier on the show yesterday. We had a pretty fun show. But Georgia winning the national championship is still on my mind. No pun intended to the famous Ray Charles song. that I'm proud to live in Georgia. I've lived here since 2006. And yes, I am a Georgia Bulldogs fan. I may not be a lifelong Georgia Bulldogs fan, but I am a Georgia Bulldogs fan. And i got to find a way to get to that parade Saturday. It's going to be off the hook in Athens. The parade's going to start at Lumpkin Street and then is going to finish at Sanford Stadium. And I expect all the famous Georgia Bulldogs to be out there. I might even be surprised if there's some Atlanta Braves that come to that parade. But it's possible. If you are a Braves fan and a Georgia Bulldogs fan, you've got to be in euphoria right now. It's just cloud nine. If you are an all-around Georgia sports fan, well, the Hawks and Falcons are on the clock. And if you're a Georgia Tech fan, I'm sorry. I know you got that national championship in 1990, which you shared with Colorado. But right now, you don't have the right coach. Georgia Tech is headed for a three-win season next year. I'm hoping that somebody, somebody in the Alumni Association can pull the plug and get a big hire. And Georgia Tech can be relevant again. Because right now, the University of Georgia owns this state. Okay, so that's my rant for the show. We do have a good show. I have no guest on today, but I want to give an announcement that tomorrow, making his first appearance to the Sports Beat, will be Eric Taylor. Eric Taylor is a colleague of mine. He went to Freed Hardman University back when I was going there. He played soccer for Freed Harbin University, got the program up in its inaugural season. And when I was calling the games, he was still a player. Uh, He was a senior. He was going to be a fifth-year senior the following year, and he expressed interest in calling the games with me. Unfortunately, I left Freed Harbin in the fall of 2002, and I did not have that opportunity to call games with him. And I believe he called the soccer games with Rob Frazier, I know they were talking about that, but we're going to chit-chat a little bit about soccer and his journey and expressing interest in playing in the indoor game. He lives and breathes soccer, and so I think he's going to be a great guest, especially now since I'm the voice of the Columbus Rapids, and so it should be fun. And then on Friday's show, Gabe Reynolds returns as we will break down that 49ers-Cowboys matchup, Wild Card Sunday. He's a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm a lifelong San Francisco 49ers fan. I'm going to try to be humble. I'm going to bring 
my passion for the 49ers as he's going to bring his passion for the Cowboys. And it should be for an entertaining podcast. That's what I'm hoping. But we have a great show for you. I got a few things talking about sports. I'm going to recap the national championship win by the University of Georgia. Their journey, how they got there, and how they were able to exercise demons. The high school that I'm the PA announcer for, Russell County, gets a big road victory against Opelika, 70-44. to I'm going to talk about that, and then the next home game is going to be January 22nd. You don't want to miss it. And then, if you're an Alabama fan, it was tough. Lost to Auburn in Tuscaloosa in basketball. So let's get right into the show. All right, Georgia fans, where are you at? Finally did it. Defeated the University of Alabama. It would be one thing if Georgia won the national championship, but Alabama didn't make it to the college football playoff, or Cincinnati upset Alabama, but that's not the case. Alabama was ready to play. Nick Saban had a game plan for Stetson Bennett, and Will Anderson was all over the backfield for Georgia. Georgia weathered the storm, and I didn't, I stopped getting nervous after Keeley Ringo got the pick six, because at that point, Georgia's up by eight. Bryce Young is more than capable, even without his number one wide receiver, Jamison Williams, and his number two wide receiver, John Minchie. Bryce Young is more than capable of marching the Crimson Tide down to the field and getting a touchdown and then going for two to tie the game up. And in my mind, I thought that was what was going to happen because he's got a good slot receiver in Slade Bolden. He's got a very good tight end, Cameron Latu, who had an O.J. Howard moment in that game. And he's got some freshman wide receivers, including Ja'Cory Brooks, who scored the game-winning touchdown, the game-tying touchdown against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. But that's not the case. He underthrew his receiver. Keely Ringo gets the pick six. I know that Kirby Smart wanted him to get down so they can get into a victory formation. But that was the exclamation point in that game. I've heard stories from Georgia fans about grown men crying. I love seeing Stetson Bennett on the sidelines crying. Just that emotion that Stetson Bennett, the unlikely quarterback at the University of Georgia, wins a national championship. He wasn't even a two-star quarterback. He was a no-star quarterback because he walked on to Georgia. But think of all the Georgia quarterbacks before Stetson Bennett. Think of all the five-star talent that Georgia got on National Signing Day, including this year, Brock Vandegrift. And then years before, Justin Fields, Jake Fromm, who was a four-star. You had David Green, Matthew Stafford. None of them won a national championship with the Bulldogs. Stetson Bennett is a national champion quarterback, and he could take that with him for the rest of his life. I'm proud of Stetson Bennett. I like to see him in the NFL. There was talks on a sports talk radio station that Stetson Bennett could be a backup in the NFL, and he'd be a pretty good backup because he does have the intelligence. He has the footwork. He may not have the size or the arm strength. I don't know. I actually thought that pass to Adonis Jackson in the end zone to take the lead, that was pretty good arm strength. But Stetson Bennett quieted the critics, and Georgia wins a national championship for the first time since 1980. 
They will have a parade Saturday afternoon in Athens. Sometimes when college football teams win a national championship, they just have a pep rally. But we're having a parade. This is going to be the second parade in the last three months for the state of Georgia. And let me tell you something about that Georgia sports curse. Somebody took a hammer to that chandelier, which is called the Georgia sports curse, and shattered it. There's no more Georgia sports curse. The Braves and the Georgia Bulldogs flipped the script. And I really was impressed about how Georgia physically dominated Alabama in that fourth quarter by scoring 20 points, holding Alabama to zero. I admit, I got a little nervous after Stetson Bennett with the fumble on a freak play. I didn't even think that that was a fumble. I thought it was an incomplete pass. And Alabama takes the lead 18-13. to 13. I think that was huge that Alabama did not convert the two-point conversion. That gave Georgia a chance to take the lead, which they did. Adonis Jackson in the end zone. Georgia's up 19-18. All right. Well, the Georgia defense responds. I think getting the three and out on Alabama was huge. Brian Robinson runs for a two-yard loss. Now you're at second and 12. And Bryce Young who would normally get Jamison Williams open, could not find open receivers. Georgia forces a three and out, and now Georgia's got the ball with about seven minutes left to go, up 19 to 18. And here we go, physical football. Our man versus your man. And Georgia ran the ball down Alabama's throats. And they ate up a lot of clock. Brock Bowers gets the touchdown, and Georgia's up by eight. But even to that point, I still got nervous. I thought that Bryce Young was going to tie it. So hats off to Georgia. I'm glad that we don't have to relive that, although I've watched the replay of that game a couple of times. Frustrating the first three quarters. Even when Georgia took the lead, thanks to James Cook, his long run, I still thought that Alabama was going to figure it out, but a win for the defense for the Bulldogs by keeping Alabama out of the end zone until that play that gave them the lead, but making sure that Alabama kicks three field goals to go up 9-6 at halftime, and then the block kick was huge too. All right, well, switching gears, because I could pretty much talk national championship recap all day on the show, I got to give a shout out to the high school that I call public address announcing games for Russell County getting a huge road victory over Opelika, a region game. They're two and one in the region and now 11 and six on the season. I know they had a tough game Saturday against central and they lost a Valley before and they'll travel to Eufaula this Friday and their next home game is going to be January 22nd against Eufaula, and I will be providing the public address announcing for the JV, the girls, and the boys' varsity. I I just, I love doing double duty. I love PA announcing for Russell County, and I love calling games for the Columbus Rapids. I'm living my dream. And so, I just want to say Columbus State, they will take on Young Harris today, up at Young Harris, Georgia. And that is a Peach Belt 
game. You got the Columbus River Dragons taking on the Port Huron Prowlers for a two-game series this weekend. Their next home game is going to be Saturday, January 22nd. Saturday, January 21st, rather. And so, come on out and support the Columbus River Dragons. The Columbus Rapids, the men and women's team. Right now, the men are 0-4 on the season. The women are 1-3 after picking up their first victory in the National Indoor Soccer League's season by defeating the Memphis Americans on penalty kicks thanks to Casey Hall's two goals and an additional goal in the penalty shootout. And they lost to Memphis in overtime in that second game on Saturday. But Columbus will travel up to Fayetteville, North Carolina to take on the Fayetteville Fury. And then they turn around, and on Monday, Martin Luther King Day, it's going to be a kids get in free at the Columbus Civic Center. The first game will start at 3.30. All the kids in Muskogee County are out of school, so it's going to be a good atmosphere. Hope to see a lot of kids there at the Columbus Civic Center as the Columbus Rapids will take on the Rome Gladiators. So looking forward to that games, the matches with the men and the women's team. Of course, I did my coach's show yesterday off the walls. You can catch that on YouTube. The guest I had on the show was Bria Riancho, the goalie for the women's team. She had just an amazing couple of games. Kept her team in those games. And then I had a special guest, Ethan Allure, for the men's team. He was joining the show via Zoom. You know, because he's in college and he was away from the area. He couldn't make it down to El Carrizo. He is the defensive man for the Columbus men's team who had an assignment to guard the best player in the National Indoor Soccer League, Jordy Jordovich for the Memphis Americans. And he did a great job. I know that Jordy got his three goals. Two of them were on a set piece and one was on a fluky play off a line change coming out into the game after a line change, got fresh legs, scores the game winning goal in overtime. It happens. But what Ethan Allure did was amazing, and I really am looking forward to seeing him on the defensive side of the ball for the Columbus Rapids this year. Moving on to college basketball, because we did have several upsets. Texas Tech beating Baylor. Stanford, who had a long layoff because of COVID, beating USC. USC was ranked all the way up to number five. That was the highest rank they've had in over 40 years. And then, of course, number four, Auburn goes into Tuscaloosa, takes on number 24, Alabama. And they beat them. It has not been a good week for the Crimson Tide. Congratulations to the Auburn Tigers. I think they can go pretty far in the tournament. Maybe duplicate their final four run in 2019. And I was talking to some Auburn fans who are Auburn football fans, but they also love the basketball team. They really appreciate what Bruce Pearl has done. Jabari Smith, an outstanding player. So Georgia will take on Mississippi State tonight. They will host Vanderbilt Saturday. I know the atmosphere at Stegman Coliseum is going to be focused on that parade. But I hope that they honor the Georgia Bulldogs football team at that game. I think that that is very important. 
that's something that they should do. I tell you, I've had a fun show, but before I close, I do want to say, you know, in broadcasting, you got to learn to have thick skin. I was bothered by somebody that was trolling me on the live broadcast of the Columbus Rapids and the Memphis Americans on Friday night. First of all, that was the greatest game I ever called. The best finish. It was incredible. I was doing play-by-play. I was the only one up there. Thank goodness that Matt Austin bailed me out on Saturday and we did the game together, which from what I heard, it sounded great. But there was one guy that kept trolling me on YouTube and it bothered me. But I had some encouragement from other people saying, you know, when you're in broadcasting and you get thousands of listeners, so you're in the spotlight, people know who you are now. You're always going to have a very few, they have nothing better to do than to troll you and nitpick every little thing about you. And yeah, I admit it was hurtful, but I'm putting my heart and soul into these games. This is the first time calling indoor soccer for me. And I'll talk about, I'll talk about this with Eric Taylor on the show tomorrow because he did attempt to play indoor soccer and he lives, breathes and eats soccer. And we're going to have fun on the show tomorrow. So stick around for that. I believe that is all the time I have on the show. I do want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show as I will have Eric Taylor on. And then Friday, I'll have Gabe Reynolds. The guests are piling in to the sports beat. And if you are interested in being a guest, if you have something you want to bring to the table, Just inbox me on my Facebook or Twitter page. I'm open to having new guests on this show. like to try to get three guests per week. I have my Monday and Friday shows usually recapping the weekend that happens in sports. But I'm pretty comfortable about getting some more guests on this show. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.